Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hey everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. And I'm Will. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons, from dancing devils to dangerous demons. And today we're talking about Displacer Beasts. Hey, Brian. Hey, Will. What do you know about the Displacer Beast? I know that it is a beast that mm -hmm. displaces. It does. It does displace. That is a big part of what it does. <laughs> it's so on the nose. I'm not sure um, if you know what that means. No, but I don't okay. know. I don't yeah. know anything about this, actually. Is okay. it a fake creature? Uh, it is. It is technically a fake creature. Uh, it wasn't always, but it kind of has, became one. Became one. Fourth edition. Okay. Fourth edition liked to make everything fake. Fucking love fourth edition. It, most of it worked, so. Yeah. Uh, um, so sorry about all the people. Do you know what the Displacer Beast even looks like? No, I don't. Maybe oh, I should wow. look it up real quick. Yeah, yeah, pull it up. You it's go ahead and keep iconic. talking. Right, I'll look so up a Displacer Beast. The Displacer Beast, also known as the Durlagron, is one of D&D's most iconic monsters. It's up there, I would say, with the Beholder, the Gelatinous Cube, and the Rust Monster. As, I have seen this. Right. I didn't know it was a Displacer Beast, but I have. Yes. So I think it's up there with uh, Beholder, Gelatinous Cube, or even the Rust Monster as a fan favorite. Oh, cool. And uh, a representative of the game itself. Okay. Um, but see why. Yeah. Very cool. But contrary to popular belief, and unlike any of the monsters that I just listed, um, the Displacer Beast is not actually a fictional, um, is not actually a D&D &D original. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah. It, I always thought it was, apparently and not, it's not. It, it was actually based off of a fictional alien race of a panther-like predator um, created by a science fiction novelist, A.E. Van Vaught. And featured in his first published short story, Black Destroyer, in 1939. Wow. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. But, um, you from 1939. Yeah, I know, right? Regardless, this does not take away from the Displacer Beast's iconicness or its synonymity with Dungeons & Dragons, which has made the concept its own. You know, out of the monsters you listed being, like, iconic, iconic this is probably the least iconic that I think of. Right. You know, in, I can with see my that. experience Yeah, in the with game. your experience. But that being said, I also, once I pulled the image up, immediately it. recognized yeah. it and yeah. was like, of course it's in Dungeons & Dragons. Do you have an official description that you're going to list off in your yes, notes? Yes, I am. Uh, when we get there, um, 
I don't know if it's like I want to describe what I see. Should yeah, I? yeah, yeah. You should. You should. This is a pan. This is a panther or like a jaguar or something like that. A <laughs> oh, black cat. Yeah. That somebody took a, a big pile of nasty Halloween and rubbed it all over its face and then slapped some tentacles on this bad boy. Yeah, sure. And maybe yeah, a couple extra joints in the back. Is there an extra leg here? Yeah. Is this they, thing have extra legs? They have six legs. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> it's at an angle where I'm like, hey, wait. It's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> okay, go for it. So. <clears throat> Displacer beasts are deadly and intelligent predators that stalk the forests and jungles of both the material plane and the Feywild. These panther-like monstrosities are famed for their deadly stealth and their magical illusory ability of displacement, which makes keeping your eyes on them extremely difficult. Okay. Though most beast, though more beast than intelligent being, displacer beasts are actually quite calculating and cunning, and they are sentient enough to have an alignment of lawful evil. Oh, okay. So they are able to follow the rules yes and they like following rules okay so good kitty well, well bad kitty very bad kitty. bad kitty following yes. the rules good kitty it's a good bad kitty it's a good bad kitty this is um, a nasty animal i'm sorry <laughs> well, i'm gonna i'm gonna take it down from my I, oh i place. like that that art i i mean yeah, yes there's but, nastier art of the displacer beast than that you should I, look up uh uh, that one right there, yeah. Okay, that's a, yeah, that's no, yeah, that's five. like this is like a Tim Burton. Uh, yeah, this is a Tim Burtonified. Yeah. It doesn't look like it has places for organs inside of it, exactly. But it does really look like it has lots of places for muscles and bones. Bones. All right. Anyways, Several a bones. displacer beast resembles a sleek great cat covered in blue black fur. However, its otherworldly origins are clear in its six legs and the two tentacles sprouting from its shoulders, both ending in pads tipped with spike protrusions that can inflict terrible wounds. Mm. To further enhance their unnatural appearance, a displacer beast body has an emaciated look due to being made up of essentially nothing but bone and muscle. Okay. A displacer beast's eyes glow with an awful green malevolence that persists even in death. Their eyes just glow. What? Yeah. <laughs> so you dig one of these bad boys up on accident and it's just some glowing eyes down yeah, there? Exactly. I wonder how like much removal of the eyes you have to do to stop them from glowing. Like if I take the eyes I, out, are I they gonna think that they always glow? Um so because I, can just I pop do these boys in a their, jar. Their eyes are sought after by alchemists. That's a cool thing. I was just about to say, yeah. like, you go into somebody's like you investigate a wizard's lab sure. or whatever yeah. and there's like displacer beast eyes in a jar mm-hmm. absolutely uh, delicious you eat one it tastes like grapes i managed to make a mess oh, actually okay. no it's not that much a mess <laughs> anyways um where was i oh yeah so females range in length from eight to nine feet and weigh uh roughly 450 pounds males are about 10 to 12 feet long and weigh up to 500 pounds okay uh there's That's a big they're, they are very big uh, and there's a rare mutation amongst these monsters that can cause one to grow up to twice its normal size. Uh, uh, <laughs> these are known as displacer displacer pack lords. Pack lords. It's, I don't know about you, but I struggle with the word displacer. Probably something to do with my lisp. Displacer. Yeah. I mean, I'm not having to say it a thousand times. Yeah. That kind of changes the way words come out of my mouth. Yeah, this is true. But, but uh, the big one's called the displacer pack lord. I would call it uh, dire disease. <laughs> Which a lot of things seem to have in Dungeons and Dragons. It is, it is dire disease. This is essentially what it is. You're right. Or just it's a, just embiggening. Is the, is dire different from the word large, like in the mm. Monster Manual? Like, is there really that big of a difference? Does, okay, di- does so, dire imply something different than size? Most of the time, no. Most of the time, a dire thing is just a bigger version of the thing. Dire wolf, Maybe dire bear. meaner. Okay. But... I think it might have been only fourth edition, but they really they really leaned into bony spikes. Oh, so, so dire, dire would have bony spikes. 
So a dire bear like Kimmy wasn't Morrow. just bigger. It was, yes, like Kimmy Morrow. Um, a dire bear was bigger and then had bone spines coming out of it. Fuck fucking, yes. Do a barrel a roll, dire, dire bear. was the same thing. I don't think the dire animals of 5th edition have the bone spines. But Dang, like a dire horse. You know how horses, like, and this is not very fun to joke about, but yeah. horses falling over on to people yeah, yeah. but a dire horse like using a move in a game to right, like where it just lays on you it kicks up yeah. kicks somebody in the face and then like lays on the person behind it would there we suck go. ass there we go that would suck that would suck ass so that was a fourth edition the thing. battle rager dwarf that's what that's like exactly that's exactly what that's like so previous to fourth edition little is said about the origins of the displacer beast with issue 109 of dragon magazine stating that they are simply distantly related to large cats Okay, uh, sure. Yeah. Forgot. Are, they, are they owned by the Cat Lord? Is that a thing? No. Ah, I, I mean, missed the Cat there Lord. There is a Cat Lord, but no. He, I, oh, he I know. not mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Forgotten Realms posited another theory that Displacer Beasts have their origin in Bahal, the Lord of Murder, who brought forth the first Displacer Beast, 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 Shantu, using a corrupted Moonwell in the island of, on the island of Gwyneth in the Moonshade Isles. Um, basically, if I remember correctly, the Moonwells have something to do with Shantaea and like her life force. Shout out to Demogorgon. Yeah, sure. What? Why? Why? I think Shantaea is uh, was his consort, right? No, Shantaea is like the Earth mother. Mother. She's oh, like a, sorry. I'm goddess. thinking of uh, that. Shares a name with uh, one of the. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm sure we'll cover that later. Also, uh, I. The two tentacles on this t- displacer beast. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I'm, my um, mind is just, you know where my mind is. So the Moonwells have something to do with life force and a corrupted one can create nasty monsters and saying that maybe the first displacer beast was created by Bahal, the Lord of Murder, with one of these. Okay, wow. Yeah. Fourth edition, though, relegated displacer beasts to the Feywilds and named them as Fey creatures. Uh, as I said before, 4E was really big on the Feywild thing, also on the Shadowfell thing. It's because 4E... Uh, came up with the idea of both the Feywild and the Shadowfell. Before that, the Feywild and Shadowfell didn't really exist. Um, okay. There was well, a, like, Fey, it there, did exist. There was the but... Plane of Fairy and the Plane of Shadow. Right. But they were nothing, not really like the the idea of these mirror realms. That, right, they're not in tandem. Exactly. They weren't in tandem like yeah. they are now. Uh, and a lot of people like to talk shit about 4th edition, and at the same time, they love 5th edition. And I can understand why, but... I think a lot of people don't realize how much a fourth edition is in fifth edition. Like no, fifth edition yeah. would not exist the way it was lore wise without fourth. I think the mechanics is what it's off putting about fourth edition. Yeah, I think so too. And some of the lore because they do such radical they changes. They do radical changes. So yeah. that that could like long time yeah. fans of the game, I can see why you got upset. Yeah, right. But I also see why like you want to bring fresh material to this game and like, right. try to really push it. Yeah, and I think 5e did a good job of doing both. There so. is a good balance in between. So 5e continued this whole Fae thing and gave us an origin story finally for the Displacer Beasts when it comes to the Fae. So Displacer Beasts roamed the twilight lands of the Fae Wilds for ages until they were captured and trained by the Unseelie Court. Nice. Uh, if you remember, Seelie and Unseelie. Unseelie mm-hmm. were the bad Fae. Yeah. yeah. The warriors of the court select selectively bred the beasts to reinforce their ferociousness and their predatory nature, using them to hunt unicorns, pegasi, and other wondrous prey. However, it didn't take long for the Displacer Beasts to use their malevolent intelligence to escape their masters, running and breeding freely in the Feywild. The, the Displacer Beasts soon came to the attention of the Seelie Court, the Good Fey. With Blink Dog companions at their side, Fey Hunters drove these predators to the fringes of the Feywild, or many crossed over to the Material Plane. To this day, Displacer Beasts and Blink Dogs attack each other on sight. That makes sense. I yeah. I love the Seelie Court just being like, what the fuck is that? What is this? What the fuck yeah. is this thing? Yeah, we need it out of here. And so they do. So I normally picture, like, because they're called the Court or whatever, Seelie mm-hmm. on Seelie, and I yeah. picture, like, literally a big like 
cylindrical room with like mm. stadium seating where like officials sit and like vote on shit. But now I'm starting to see it more of like, yes, a Congress, but also like they're like stacking a military up. They have like people under their control that they yeah, want kind of. have it's a motive and an agenda to push. Yeah. Yes. But also, it's less of a Congress and more... Remember, it's a monarchy. The Queen of Erring Darkness rules the NCAA That's court. right, yeah. yeah. So, but this is my court, like yeah, my, exactly. my this monarchy. Exactly, her court. Yeah, yeah. the NCAA court is her court. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah. So, so it's, it, it operates less like... Uh, it's more just like a kingdom with a leader that is like making decisions. Kind of, yeah, for the most part. But also, the idea of something that is unseely, it's also just a general word yeah. as well for like... Things you know, that are the, that way. Exactly. Okay. Exactly right. So let's take a quick moment to touch on Blink Dogs. Uh, they probably won't get their own episode because there's very little written about them, but they're pretty cool. And I feel like I'd be remiss to not talk about them along with the Displacer Beast because right. they're inherently tied together. And you are unlikely to touch one. So let's do it in this, this very episode. True. So Blink Dogs <laughs> are fake canines with yellow brown fur and large pointed ears. Fanines. They... <laughs> Yeah, they appear to be completely mundane at first glance, save for being a bit stockier and more muscular than your average wild dog. Yeah. Um, but they are famed far and wide for their inherent magical ability to teleport at will, blinking in and out of existence. Thus the name Blink Dog. Nice. So, uh, I used them against you once. Did you? When? Yeah, uh, when we were recording Super Quest Ultra. Vaguely remember. It's a long time ago okay, now. Yeah, it was a long time <laughs> yeah, ago. But I, I vaguely I, remember. I kind of know about the Blink Dog because, okay, cool. because of that, but I didn't. I don't really know... I didn't know the lore about it. Like mm-hmm. the official, like they're they're actually. This makes me think there are different kinds of blink dogs flavor wise. Like you know, you said a mm-hmm. wild dog, but why can't you have like a pit bull? I mean, yeah. a mastiff. <laughs> you could, and they do kind of look like mastiffs. So. That's yeah, yeah, that's cool. So you got a bunch of fucking invisible uh, teleporting Scooby Doo's running around, basically. So, to add to this, Blink Dogs are also very intelligent, about as smart as your average humanoid, and okay. have a strong tendency towards being lawful good. Uh, they're social animals, often traveling in packs, and they have their own language, which is a mixture of barks, yaps, whines, and growls <laughs> that can transmit complex information. That's so cool. So can, a dog, but they can actually but talk. But they can actually talk, yeah. Okay. Uh, though they avoid humanoid lands, with the exception of Elven or Eladrin, they also drive off evil humanoids that enter their territory very specifically. They might not drive off the good people. But evil drive humanoids off evil specifically. For sure, yeah. Okay. I mean, that's a cool thing to just have around. Indeed. This is like yes. the function of dogs, but these are, <laughs> these are just fey dogs. Yeah, just fey dogs. Okay. You're right. They are the function of dogs, yes. <laughs> um, where was I? Uh, when not hunting, they are playful with each other, but very protective of their pups, which outsiders sometimes uh, attempt to steal to train as guard animals. As said before, blink dogs and displacer beasts are natural enemies. Uh, this is partially due to their alliance with the Seely Fae who drove the displacer beasts out of the Fae Wild, but it's also due to an opposition in nature. It's lawful good versus lawful evil. Right. A blink dog attack is well organized and a very deadly affair as they will blink to and fro without any obvious patterns, using their powers to position themselves to their best advantage before striking. They're a formidable, um, yeah, like a mob. Teleportation is no joke. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Because this is probably the last time we're going to talk about Blink Dogs for a long time. Let's look at their stat block. I, I printed it out for you. Blink and Dog. let's take a look at it. Let's talk about Blink Dogs. They're medium fey. They're lawful good, like you said. Their mm. armor class is 13. Their hit points are 22. Mm. Um, pretty good. I mean, if you're going to compare these to other mobs. Yeah, what's the challenge rating? Uh, let's see. That's down here. That's a quarter. Okay. Um, their, speed mo- their movement speed is 40 feet. That's not bad. They're fast, yeah. So I'm sure coupled with their abilities here. Strength, one. Dexterity, three. Con, one. Intelligence, zero. Wisdom, one. Charisma, zero. No negative stat. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Everything's a 10 or, be- or better. Perception, plus three. Stealth, plus five. That's cool that it's... Pr- I would think it would be the other, w- other way around. Five and 
five and three instead of three and five, like what, perception higher perception versus, versus stealth. Mm, but yeah, because there are dogs, but I right, mean, yeah. hide both. So it's either way, both of them being a a, a thing proficiency makes sense. Yeah. So they have uh, passive perceptions only ten though. Uh, so they're only looking for stuff if you tell them to, or if they're <laughs> guess, motivated to. Uh, I guess so. They can sp- speak Blink Dog, so yeah. I guess you can cast magic to understand. Yeah, I just Blink said Dog. right now they have their own language. That's no, Bart Simpson. Yeah. It's a language. Yes, uh, they can understand Sylvan, Sylvan, but can't speak it. But yeah. like, if you cast to speak with animals, this is essentially you speak Blink Dog. Yes, basically, and they can. They're fully capable of full communication. Nice. Uh, yeah, quarter challenge rating. So keen hearing and smell. The dog has advantage on wisdom. Them, perception checks that rely on hearing or smell. So there, there, it, is. there yeah. it is. Yeah, um, that's going to really kind of push the plus three and the advantage, like mm-hmm. to where I think it should be. Right. So actions: bite, melee weapon attack, plus three to hit, reach five feet, one target. Pretty basic. It's going to be one d six plus one piercing damage. Mm-hmm. Usually, it has like a um, like a flat, a, sol- damage. a flat damage, but oh, it it's not help. listed here. I've been finding more and more uh, typo errors in yeah. the well, you look the at books it enough, as I look at them. Yeah. 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 Uh, minor stuff. S is missing. Things like that. Yeah. Teleport, which is this. Here's the big money. Here's a big ticket item. Here's what makes them a blink dog. This is on a recharge of four to six, okay. um, like a dragon breath, right? Yeah. So the dog magically. Oh, yeah. huh? Dragon breath is actually five to six. But oh, really? Yeah. Okay. My, my fault. The dog magically teleports along with any equipment it is wearing or carrying up to 40 feet to an unoccupied space it can see before or after teleporting. The dog can make one bite attack. That's cool that mm-hmm. you can do an attack and then yeah. do a teleport. Mm-hmm. So when I ran these, uh, when I read this, like, and any equipment it's wearing, I'm like, this is a, a dog. Why is it wearing? <laughs> but it makes total sense for them to be, you know, they could be carrying. They're smart. They could be carrying, like, herbs. Yeah, stuff. to heal yeah. people, like exactly. those snow dogs, yeah. like the St. I mean, Bernard's. If they're friends with elves, elves can make them little packs. They're friends with elves. And they tend to be friends with elves. Damn, that's fucking cool. Okay. Yeah, it is cool. It's a cool animal. That's it for the Blink Dog. We're going to get back to the Displacer Beast. But before we do that, let's take a short rest. Let's do it. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms, to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. 
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everybody, be sure to check out Super, Super Quest, Quest Saga. Saga, a future fantasy 5th edition D&D actual play podcast from Brood and Dungeon Mastered by yours truly, me... And set in space. And I play in it, along with your special guest Jake and friend of the show, Josh Freeland. You can find it on YouTube, iTunes, or anywhere else you can get your podcasts. Super Quest Saga! We've returned. Indeed we have. Will, it's the battle of the evil cat and the good dog. <laughs> So I true. guess all dogs do go to the Feywild. <laughs> I mean, heaven. The are we a dog podcast? Are we, are we both dog people? I don't want to put that. I don't want to put that out there. Like I mean, we're I, one way or the other. But I, yes, we're both dog people. I also like cats, but I am. I like cats. Person. I had a very, yeah. a, a very fond memories of an outdoor cat I had for a long time. I'm oh, just okay. so deathly allergic to cats. Oh, are you? I will asphyxiate okay. yeah, in a room yeah, yeah, yeah. like no, without I, ventilation. No, I will no. die. Uh, yeah, so, that's fair. That is that's totally fair. But I, I do love I do love most cats most cats in certain settings. Cats are assholes. Dogs can be assholes in their own way too, but yeah. cats are actively assholes. I think. They can be. Yeah. Uh, All right. Your special guest Jake just got a cat. Oh yeah. It's not a displacer beast. Oh. Okay. It's just a regular beast. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. It's like eighth challenge rating at best. No, it's a zero. You know, it's a zero. <laughs> it's a cat. Okay. All right. So let's talk about this evil kitty. Uh, the displacer beast is named for the natural illusion that they project. Uh, making it seem as if they are one to two feet away from their actual location. Ah, the displacement. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So they're they're doing the after image technique. They're exactly. Just like fucking. Okay. So it is said that the illusion is produced by molecular vibrations stimulated by a specialized group of nerves what? occurring. <laughs> Do they have access to the speed force too? Occurring in the outer layers of the beast skin cells. They're gonna cosmic treadmill into the fucking. This future. is the information from uh, Dragon Magazine 109. I'm yes. Just, yeah. I love you, Dragon Magazine. You always have the fucking weirdest shit inside of you. <laughs> so true. Whereas the vibrational movement is too minute to be normally noticed, it is sufficient to bend and redirect rays of colored light. The refracted light rays form the illusory, the illusory image while the true form is masked, virtually invisible. Damn, um, somebody really thought about this. Yes, they did. This magical power is automatic, but it may be consciously directed by the beast itself. Okay. Uh, a displacer beast illusory form is not like a regular illusion in that it is not dispelled upon contact and cannot be disbelieved out of existence. Right, okay. Um, so there's no wisdom check to like see, or intelligence check or whatever it is to see through the illusion. I don't believe so. And as a matter of fact, I believe, I, I glanced at the stat block, but I'm pretty sure it's just you have disadvantage on hitting them period. That's super story. powerful. Yeah. No other illusion magic really works like yeah, that, I don't exactly. think. Exactly. That we've covered on the show anyway. Right, it's true. Um, but anyways, uh, where was I? Uh, striking striking the illusory form will not reveal the actual location of the beast, but will of course reveal the illusion for what it is. Okay. So you just, you can't see their bodies. You just know they're two feet away from whatever you are seeing. I mean, yeah, like if you put your fucking hand through the illusion part, you're going to know exactly. like something's up, but it right. won't go away. 
Exactly. All right. So the Displacer Beast's cunning, stealth, and ferocity have earned it a reputation as one of the most well-known predators of the Feywild. Uh, the creature's image is used in heraldry and literature to indicate a character or an organization that is elusive, tricky, or mysterious. Mm. Some Displacer Beasts make their layers behind dense foliage in small caves or within the boughs of massive trees. Others prowl from place to place, attacking prey where they can find it. Savvy explorers know to avoid locations where Displacer Beasts might dwell, but they also know that the creatures can spring out from anywhere. For an ordinary person or animal, a surprise attack by a Displacer Beast means a quick death. The beast's speed is so great and its attacks so fierce that it can swiftly drop anyone who is not prepared and trained for battle. Damn. They're very strong. Yeah, I'm thinking about ways to exploit its, um, its displacement. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's standing on an island... Mm-hmm. In reality, you're going to see an image off to the side. If the island is only big enough to house the cat, yeah. it's going to be floating, That's right? That's true. So, but they can also control it. Well, I'm thinking, oh, so wow. they can drag it in. Oh, no yeah. way. That's yeah. fucking crazy. Because yeah. I'm thinking, if they live in a big tree and they come out on a tree branch and it's fucking floating out there. You know they're on the branch. They, you, but, but actually, you know they're tired because they fucked up. And yeah, their- <laughs> yeah, there we go. Because what they're more likely to do is be on the branch, but portray themselves as further up the branch. Totally. Yeah. So it can be out in front. Yeah. So really the call out for like an archer would be like, I just got to fire randomly around the thing I'm yeah. seeing once they realize. Which is why you have disadvantage. Damn, Daniel. That's fucking wild. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, um, well, fuck, where was I in my notes? Oh, yeah. So as such, displacer beasts hold a comfortable spot near the top of the food chain. They have little to fear from other large predators, say perhaps trolls or giants. Uh, their predatory skill is unmatched. They possess strong instincts and far greater intelligence than most ordinary animals. Mm. Displacer bees set ambushes, track their prey, play, uh, attract their prey by following clues, uh, not just scents, although they can do that too because they're you know a fucking wild animal. Yeah, and lure enemies into traps and hazards when fighting is in a dangerous area. Okay, displacer bees hunt alone or in small prides that demonstrate the skill as uh, at setting ambushes. A single beast will strike and withdraw, luring prey into a densely wooded area where its packmates wait. They're also capable of making relatively intricate plans. For example, they might remember which trade routes have seasonal traffic and return in the spring to plague travelers. Damn. So they're very smart. Shoot, okay. They're like the Velociraptors from Jurassic Park. They are. They kind of are. like that, yes. But they can do But they crazy. have illusory powers. Yeah. <laughs> they do magic. If the Velociraptors had illusory powers, they would be displacer beasts. <laughs> they do have, they do kind of have illusory, they'll fucking like knock shit over to distract you. To well, yeah, go. but a displacer beast could do that too. Yeah. This and this and is, also this is why I up, made the comparison. Yeah. You're right about that. This is all, this all tracks well. Yeah. So <laughs> to add to this though, displacer beasts are truly malevolent and cruel creatures. They hate all life and kill not just for food, but also for pleasure. They hate all life? Yeah. So like being commanded by the unseelie court was probably not favorable for them? They were, okay. So um, they were bred to be mean. Yeah. Um, which is something you can actually do with animals. Humans have done it many times. Yes, over. it's, it's I remember there was an experiment that uh, a Russian science lab did where they wanted to test the malleability of canine uh, genes, uh-huh. and they bred two separate sects of the same fox, mm-hmm. um, breeding one to be more like kind and trusting of humans and the other to be more stressed out and violent towards humans yeah. and with crazy results. So that's what the Celia okay. Court did to these guys. Bummer. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, they hate all life. They're angry. They're pissed. Uh, they target prey even when not hungry, often toying with their victims to entertain themselves until they are ready to eat. After killing its prey using its tentacles, a displacer beast drags the corpse to a quiet place where it can feed without distraction. 
damn, and it's just going to use these big ass tentacles to do that. Oh yeah, because uh, yeah, they don't need thumbs. The tentacles have like they got the, tentacles. The tentacles have like these octopus Bars. hooks in them. Yeah, yeah, they do. Like oh my so they gosh, just, like the squid hooks. Yeah, you know? they just, oh. and then drag it away. Uh. Yep. Um, but fierce and vicious as they are, displacer beasts never fight amongst themselves. Uh, the pack is a well-run and highly efficient killing machine. They remember, they're lawful evil. They try to fight each other, but they don't know where anybody is, really. Um, <laughs> I can't, that's hilarious. I like that idea. That's why they don't fight. I can, I can it's fucking worthless. They look like idiots. <laughs> they look stupid. Just too fandom. Everybody's got disadvantage. They're just slapping the ground. Yeah, it's so stupid. That's too funny. So, um, when in combat, with their displacement ability and deft movement, <clears throat> displacer beasts can avoid most enemies, which means the creatures usually enter battles as the aggressors. Okay. Um, they attack the weakest targets first, using their maneuverability to slip past tougher defenders. If they're outmatched or gravely wounded, though, the beasts nearly always try to retreat, unless starvation drives them to fight on in hopes of claiming a meal. Like real cats yeah. in real life. Sure. Like the savannah. Yeah. Except for with displace- displacement powers. Except they... <laughs> <laughs> They're like the Velociraptors from Jurassic Park. You know that movie, Jurassic Park from the 1990s? 1990s? Yeah, I do. Okay. So despite their dominance in nature, displacer beasts are still rare as a species, and their pack lords number even fewer. Okay. Uh, remember the pack lords? I mentioned them in like, yes, the, the first big, paragraph. Yes, the, di- yeah. the dire cat. The dire cat, yeah. These massive mutants have the same intelligence as ordinary people and sometimes lead groups of normal displacer beasts. Whereas standard beasts patrol large hunting grounds, pack lords terrorize entire regions. Uh, they maintain layers that can handle their bulk, such as wide moss-laden feywild caverns or halls within crumbled ruins and any creature entering their territory is viewed as a potential prey damn it's hard to be a merchant out there in the it fucking D&D world yeah, merchants are heroes in D D. <laughs> yeah merchants have enough money yeah. to buy mercs which is where a lot of players come in yeah there's a a game i've been playing on the switch octopath traveler and one of the characters class is merchant and she's pretty cool. I, I, I like the idea of a merchant class. Sweet. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, displacer bees spend most of their time usually running in packs, uh, carving a savage swath of destruction as they go, unless they're raising their young. That's the okay. only time they calm down. Okay. Displacer bees mate in the autumn, and the young are born in spring. A mated pair of displacer bees makes its home in a lair or cave, producing litters of one to four young. The cubs, about the size of domestic cats when they're born, uh, are born also without tentacles until they reach maturity. Um, though not their full size. So about four months in, they grow some tentacles. So just at four months, they just, they're, just they're little. Pop out. They, they probably look like little ears on their shoulder blades yeah, at first. And they I'm got sure. little hooks on them. Yes, I'm sure uh, that's exactly what they look This is a nasty like. monster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, where was that? So they remain the in the layer until the displacement abilities of their young are fully developed. Okay. Uh, this is followed by a two-month period during which the cubs are taught how to hunt. When this is completed, the family group disbands and the monsters wander off to join separate packs. While raising young, the monsters are fiercely protective of their lairs. One adult always remains with the cubs um, while the other goes off to hunt. Dead prey is dragged back to the lair to be eaten by the family. Lairs are littered with the bones, equipment, and treasures of its victims. Right. So that's your one reason to go in there. Treasures of the other guys. Treasures of the dead the dead people. So if you yeah. know Fireball, you're probably going to be okay because yeah, Fireball doesn't discern AOE. illusions. AOE is the name of the game when fighting <laughs> yeah. these guys. That's true. Or Rangers are pretty would probably be pretty good. They have good uh, AOE spells. Yeah, Volley of Arrows and shit like that. And, yeah. the, and the Vines and shit. Whatever, oh, yeah. Like yeah. That what sort that? of stuff. Entanglement. Yeah. Entanglement would probably work on these guys, right? Because yeah, they, they don't actually teleport. They just displace. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. So displacer beasts can be trained as attack beasts or guard animals, but they're prone to turning on their trainers. No way. 
Intelligent evil creatures favor displacer beasts as pets, but a displacer beast enters such an alliance only if it appears to be beneficial. Okay. A displacer beast might guard or a vault or act as a bodyguard for a prominent individual. Um, some wizards and alchemists value their hides for use in certain magical preparations and will offer generous rewards for them. The eyes of a displacer beast are also highly prized, if uncommon. Uh, good luck charms amongst thieves who believe that they will protect the bearer from detection. That is wild. Do I you like have uh, like a cool like homebrew lantern that has displacer bees eyes that light up that for it? That would be cool. Like I, basic, I like that idea. Basically, yeah. it's always lit, but you close the little shades mm-hmm. on the lantern instead yeah. of lighting it. You know what yeah. I mean? You can have them placed together close enough where someone passing by might just think it's like eyes. two cat eyes. Yeah. So it just looks like a cat's going by in the dark. There's a uh, there's crazy bards that like do cat art and they steal displacer they have to like go buy displacer beast eyes to put on their art like it's finished it's perfect <laughs> sure it yeah goes in the dock <laughs> so a displacer beast illusionary form is not like a regular illusion we kind of talked about this already but I'll, I'll just read my notes anyways um in that it is not dispelled upon contact and it cannot be disbelieved out of existence striking the illusionary form will not reveal the actual location of the beast but will of course reveal the illusion for what it is yeah dragon magazine detailed the fucking science of yeah it. <laughs> you know it's the skin cells you, you don't understand, understand the light refracts and, <laughs> indeed okay so that's all i have on displacer beasts i don't know if you have any questions that i could probably answer but if not we have a stat block to get to it feels like uh anybody using a displacer beast as guard as like a guard dog kind mm-hmm. of is a noob somewhat is like powerful enough to get a displacer beast to do it, but also doesn't like they're arrogant. They think too far. They're not thinking far enough ahead where like this thing could just like kill me. They're more like this thing will never kill me. I'm the great sorcerer. I think that someone, I mean, yes, your example is something that could definitely be a thing that happens, but I think someone who hires displacer beasts to do stuff like that is very powerful and obviously the deal is it's a deal like the the displacer beast is there because it wants to be there because it's getting some out of it right because it's yeah. I'm, th- I'm not thinking of its intelligence it yeah. knows what's good yeah okay so, and it knows who the fuck it's serving so yeah so it would know whether or not to do that so yeah. okay so my my scenario is less realistic it, like it could happen like an arrogant sorcerer like with like a testy sort of mm-hmm. the boundary hasn't been crossed yet for the displacer beast to do this thing right so this is fun role play though oh yeah sure Absolutely. okay um any other questions no i got a stat block here you do let's Should read, I read it? it let's do it displace a beast it's a large monstrosity lawful evil uh armor class 13 mm-hmm. hit points 85 it's beefy, so this boy. is outclassing the blink dog by oh fair amount a yeah. fair amount then yeah. but only Remember, based off the hp yeah. and like even though they do run impacts a lot of times displacer beasts are solitary yeah i think like a merchant would see you know like how hikers see mountain lions, mm-hmm. maybe one or two. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so we have 40 foot movement speed. Strength is plus four. Wow. Very strong. Uh, Six plus, very strong legs. Plus two decks. I mean, I'm yeah, <laughs> this thick thighs. Thick thighs save lives. Uh, plus four strength, plus two decks, uh, plus three con, mi- uh, minus two intelligence. That seems kind of kind of different. Um, there's only... Uh, well, remember, what? Well, is it eight or six intelligence? Six. Okay. I I would put uh, Displacer Beast at a 7 or 8, and maybe that's just me being nitpicky. Because I... Well, like, you're reading the lore, lore, it makes sense. always, or, like, my understanding is they, they fit, like, they're below average human intelligence, but they're smart as fuck. Yeah, they can take commands, they know... Yeah. And to be fair, 6 is smart. I mean, that's as smart as an ogre, which can talk. So... Sure. There's that. So there is intelligence yeah, here. Okay, definitely. so... Definitely. Plus 1 to Wisdom and minus 1 Charisma. 
Um, they have dark vision, 60 feet, per passive perception is 11. They don't have a language. Uh, their challenge rating is a three. So yeah, several of these would be... That's something I want to talk about, but keep going. Uh, okay, so avoidance. If the displacer beast is subjected to an effect that allows it to make a saving throw to take only half damage, it instead takes no damage. If it succeeds on saving throw and only... Uh, if it succeeds on the saving throw and only half damage if it fails. Okay, so oh, I read that it, weird. Sorry. So it, my understanding is the displacement puts the onus on the beast itself. So the beast makes the saving throw, right? If, I'll read it again. If the yeah. displacer beast is subjected to an effect that allows it to make a saving throw oh. to only take half damage, it instead takes no damage if it succeeds on the saving throw yeah. and only uh, half damage if it fails. Okay. That makes sense. So AO, even AoE is tough with this guy. Yeah, so it can it can avoid all the damage of that fireball. That displacement is so strong. And if it fails its saving throw, it's only going to take the half. So you're right. only ever going to get half damage out of it. Oh. So its one weakness Damn. has been mitigated somewhat it's by true. this effect. It's true. Uh, so displacement is the displacer beast projects a magical illusion that makes it appear to be standing near its actual location, causing attack rolls against it to have disadvantage, which we've thoroughly covered. Mm -hmm. If it is hit by an attack, this trait is disrupted until the end of its next turn. So it loses control because it took damage. I see. Okay. So this trait is also disrupted while the displacer beast is incapacitated or has a speed of zero. So if you manage to to make it so it can't move, yeah, that inhibits. doesn't even make sense. Well, maybe it needs like if to it's be entangled? moving to kind of project the image somewhat. Maybe. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It, it kind of doesn't, because if its move speed is zero, what's actually stopping this detailed science that Dragon Magazine has provided <laughs> to me that it's just like doing this shit by, through, through its yeah. vi via biology? Yeah. You know, like, so this is this is kind of a weird caveat, but it is. Yeah. Uh, the actions are multi-attack. The Displacer Beast makes two attacks with its tentacles. The tentacles are plus six to hit. 10 foot reach and uh, one target. It's going to be seven flat damage or 1d6 plus four. So I'm assuming the display, uh, the blink dog is going to be a seven flat damage for its bite. Mm -hmm. Bludging damage is um, plus three. See the plus signs missing on this, on this stat mm. block. Okay. <laughs> plus three, uh, 1d6 piercing damage. For sure. The flat damage is missing here too. This is weird. Okay. So that's, that's pretty much it. So you have tentacles, you know what? Uh, multi attack might, tentacles. It boom, might boom. be. It might be where I got it from because I got both of these off of Roll20.net, oh, which it is okay. official. I mean, me, but maybe that's the difference. Maybe that's where the typo than, is. Uh, screenshotting it out of an actual book. Oh, we should look. Well, I'll, I'll look at it now. Later. We'll test it. Yeah. yeah, I'm not gonna look at so, it now. Yeah. Any comments about this, the Displacer Beast? I don't want to get hit by these tentacles. No, definitely not. So one of my favorite things about this Displacer Beast or the Displacer Beast in 5e is um, Challenge Rating Three. I consider challenge rating three to be the perfect challenge rating because Ooh. it can be used at, Will's every, hot takes. <laughs> at every level of play in a very fun way. Uh, level three is a good challenge rating for like very low level boss monster. Okay. And yeah. like it's fun to think of this, this displacer piece as a boss monster for a very like new adventuring company. Yeah. Like, the, that's a big deal to deal the with. The mercenaries hired by the merchant to yeah, exactly. take to deal the with cart this, to like, wherever. Yeah. Town exactly. to town. This, this ultra predator. Um, and then later on, it can serve as a nice like mid dungeon boss. So it's like strong enough to like not just be your average enemy, but yeah, but weak especially enough where like it's not the actual boss numbers. And that's all. That's always fun. And you can even like double it up if you really need it to be a little stronger, like a mating pair. Mm -hmm. And then later on, at like for instance, the level you guys are in Super Quest Saga, where I think you guys are level ten now. Yeah, I tend to use challenge rating three monsters as the mobs that you guys fight and they give you the perfect amount of difficulty. So yeah. I really like challenge rating three. Uh, it tends to just fit into wherever 
you guys really are. Right, so. and and this particular monster baked into the lore says, throw one, throw a bunch. Exactly. Whatever you need, yeah. it all works. And the thing is, like, theoretically, at the, the higher levels, let's say you guys get up to, like, level 14 or something, I could still dr- throw level threes at you, just in greater numbers. Exactly. Right yeah. now, I'm usually throwing about three or four at you for just a mob cleanup fight. Right. And now and there's... Later on, I'll throw like six or seven. There's the tactics in terms of positioning for yeah. multiple creatures yeah. and what you do to deal with that. Like, yeah. adding numbers adds difficulty in its own way. Yes, it and does. And yeah, this is this is a good monster to mob up on a high-level yeah, party. Exactly. It's going to cause some issues for sure. Yeah. Especially if, like, with... Powerful characters having disadvantage on attacks is a good way to make the combat seem more threatening. Yeah, exactly. Because when you hit, you're probably going to deal a lot of damage and, mm-hmm. and take, you know, us, we Sebastian could take one of these out in a single <laughs> swing. But for regular people that do normal damage, we could we could yeah. spend a couple turns on one of these guys easy. Yeah. And then we're having to deal with the damage from the others. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, good, 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 good shit for so, sure. So, yeah, challenge rating three. The perfect challenge rating. The perfect challenge rating. I think it's ready. For us to get for a long re- get ready for a long rest. Ding! It it's time? the oven. It is ready. Will let's do it. Mm, fresh and hot off the kitchen. It's our long rest. <laughs> Indeed, let's do it. Hey everybody, welcome to the part of the episode where we're talking about my feet <laughs> and the things I put on them. It's true. <laughs> That's what this has become. These look. Check this one out, Will. Yeah, it, it's on my foot, but doesn't look like it, huh? No, it looks like your foot is bare. Yeah, and it's way over there. But I, I'll tell you right now that there are little spiny barbs inside the slippy, and they're so fucking painful. <laughs> that sucks. And then this slippy fucking just on? is gone. I, I put it on, and then I think it saw like a fucking dog treat or something, and it disappeared <laughs> it after goes it. and gets it. Yeah. <laughs> um, this slippy is lawful evil. This one's lawful good. You get it. You get the deal. <laughs> Um, All right, um, we're doing a contest. We're doing a really good contest. A very good contest. We asked people in our Discord. Yeah, I'll tell them about the contest. We asked some people in Discord. You guys had some good ideas. Thank you. You can join our Discord by finding a link below in the show notes. Mm -hmm. We have some really awesome people in there. Thank you to all our mods on Discord that are going to be running a game. Or they're going to be players in a game that me and Will are going to run pretty soon. It's going to be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Um, So thank you guys very much. We're looking forward to it. Uh, So our giveaway. It revolves around the um, the hit new adventure coming out uh, set in Icewind Dale, Rime of the Frost Maiden. There's a new D and D book coming out, an adventure module. They're also coming out with some nice uh, di- specific die for mm-hmm. this. Uh, yes. I think Avernus had some too that were really cool. Ooh, nice. um, but yeah, they're, they're, they do this. They're, they're gonna put out some minis as well. Mm-hmm. We're gonna give you the book. We're gonna give you the dice. We're gonna give you the minis mm-hmm. all in one. There is one prize for this contest, and it is those three, it's three items. Prizes. It's three. It's three <laughs> prizes bundled into a single package. It's a bundle prize. It's a bundle prize. We're gonna give you three. We're gonna give one person three prizes. We're yes. gonna give one. Yes. One prize that contains three items to one person. Indeed, that's exactly uh, what it is. So, so we're gonna give the adventure book away, the dice set, and the minis. And when does this come out? Like September seventh. September fifteenth. Okay. Is the so that's date, the day we'll announce the winner. Yes. But contest starts now. Like now. Right now. Right the now. The second you heard this, it starts. There's already Unless pu- you listen to it in the future when the contest is over, in which case, no, not now. But yeah. This episode was due to air on August 24th. We probably released it on August 23rd because that's how we fucking roll here. Yeah, that's true. And um, there will be posts on our social media that you're going to need to go find. So mm-hmm. you can find Will at the Dungeon Cast on Twitter mm-hmm. where he will be posting instructions mm-hmm. on what to do, which yeah. are... 
Share the show. Share a link to the show on social media. Uh, if you do it on Twitter, just leave the hashtag DungeonCast. I'll find it. If you do it on Facebook or Instagram or any any other social media, just like send us proof either in our email or or a DM on our Twitter or in the Discord or however you want to try yeah. and let us know. You can you can send a, a private message of that screenshot over any of our social media. But yeah. if you want to find us, uh, if you want to like email it to us, that's the DungeonCast at gmail.com. You can send us messages there. Yeah. Um, Anybody looking for ads? If you, that's where you can do that. We don't yeah. really like to deal. We we usually direct you to that email if you're asking us for ads on other platforms. Mm-hmm. Just so you know. Yeah. Um, back to the contest. I'm going to be posting on Instagram. You can find me on Instagram at the Dungeon Cast as well. Um, I will have a post that is going to be kind of like the ones we've done in the past, where it's going to be advertising what we're giving away. But then you're going to be able to. I believe I'm going to do one comment. You can enter as many times as you want if you tag an individual person in a comment so a separate comment so you can tag 30 people in different comments and they will count as entries and i've I've seen some contests run like that and they work really well so i think we're gonna give that one a shot okay um sounds good to me uh yeah so hopefully uh hopefully that'll help spread the word about the show yeah that's what we're trying to do here we're trying to tell the world tell your friends about the dungeon cast tell them that they could win a sweet icewind dale rhyme of the frost maiden book dice and minis this is like a hundred dollars worth of prize indeed come and get it come get it all we ask is that you're already here watching the show especially if you're in this part of the episode you you're probably a fan of the show tell people about it please we we really appreciate that that's um it's the only thing that's going to help our show fly spread mm-hmm. its wings and fly indeed. um and it's soaring right now. Don't yeah. get me wrong. We we love it here. Everybody, you know, we're happy. We're happy and thankful for all of you. Yes. But please spread the word about the show. We really appreciate it. You can also leave an iTunes review. Um, that always helps. Will, did you know that we chart uh, occasionally in leisure what podcasts? What does that mean? Well, uh, iTunes has a top one hundred, oh. and every once in a while we crack that mother, oh, <laughs> mother jugger. So hell yeah, yeah. It depends on the country. Thank you, uh, thank you, the good to the good people of Chicago who seem to love this podcast. Yeah, the good people of uh, of Los Angeles, the good people yeah. of San Diego. All right, um, and and others. There there are others. Um, thank <laughs> other you, cities th- as well. Thank you to the good people of Australia. Yes. Thank you to the good people of Canada. Uh-huh. Y'all slipping lately. I've been watching the chart. Uh oh. I'm just kidding. We love you guys. Thank you guys so much. Um, we have listeners from all around the world. Um, we get people from Europe. We get people from all kinds of fucking places. You know mm-hmm. how many places there well, are. Yeah. The Name them. World. We got people listening there for That's sure. True. That's true. So thank you guys so much. We really appreciate it. And we want to give back. Um, if you're looking at other ways to support us, you can do so on Patreon where we have a new stretch goal. Um, and I'm, I, I really think you guys are going to want to go see the goal on Patreon if you haven't already. It's uh, that good Dungeon Cat shit that you've come to know and love. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to make some cool shit happen, go check that out on Patreon. Um, we have reorganized some of our uh, the way Patreon works. I'm, I'm doing Google Drive stuff now where everything is kind of housed in one place per tier. It's working. It seems to be really working. You guys seem to like it. Let me know your feedback if you have any, uh, or if there's errors. Thank you to the people that have done so so far. I have some work to do, and uh, we're constantly trying to make a better product. So if you have feedback for us, we'd really love to hear it. But please enter our contest. It's going to be running until September fifteenth, where you can uh, see who the winner is. We'll be posting on social media, and um, yeah, I think I think we got it so far. Yeah, I think we can call it a game. Let's call it a game. Talk to you guys later. Bye.
Yeah, how's hockey going? Is it like a thing? It's, been, it's a, yeah, it's it's weird. Uh, oh, apparently, it? it's very exciting still. Yeah, uh, and I've been seeing highlights, and yeah, they had a game go in. They had a game go like six hours long. Oh, um, yeah, that's abnormal as fuck, right? It, yeah, it was like an extra whole extra hockey game. What uh, happened? Overtime. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. It just went into overtime. That's and crazy. A team I didn't think was going to pull it off did. Well, wow. Yeah, yeah baseball's been Florida. Baseball's been surprisingly normal. I mean, the games just feel like games. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I see ball games that are entertaining that I've I I will watch any level skill of baseball and it's still fun because it looks like baseball. Right, Even when the sure. crowd is empty, it yeah. still feels like it's baseball. Just, yeah, it's it's fine. It's and the the I'm surprised that the the fake crowd noise actually works. Like I don't even it notice does. It, yeah. it, it kind of like makes it feel just yeah. a little bit more natural because yeah. they don't put it up too loud. Yeah. I think that might also be because we grew up with video games, so the idea of like sound effects like that aren't weird to us. That's true. Because I notice it's older people that seem to And we're like conditioned it. to hear it as the game is going on fake Anyways. or not yeah but i think it's older folks that have been having a problem with it well younger oh, people, people have like, a problem normal with it? Oh. some people are just like oh this is weird it is weird if you think about it yeah just if you don't think, think about, about it. it yeah and You're, it falls watch the, the ba- watch the like, fucking baseball exactly <laughs> all right you ready i can put that at the end watch the fucking baseball all right <laughs> mini dungeon chat. let's do this Hey everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. And I'm Will. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons. We're going to do it again because okay. I stuttered. Yeah. Yeah. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.